looking back, I actually started this podcast at the worst possible time. It was April, 2020. And not only was the world shaken and uncertain, podcast downloads in general were at an all-time low because people were working from home and not commuting or driving as much. I started out the show talking a lot about COVID in the early episodes, like when we get back to normal and when this is over. So it's kind of sad that here I am in October 2021, still talking about it. COVID is most definitely on our minds every single day. Whether we know someone who has been sick or we have personally been affected or lost your job. So I wanted to talk about running an in-person service business like photography on today's episode in today's times with an updated perspective. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full time. I do this with my birth photography certification and my seven step marketing system. So we're living in a time where it seems like everything is uncertain. We see the news, we read articles about the pandemic, and we feel the fear of not knowing what will happen next. But you know what? Things have always been uncertain. We're just more aware of it now. I don't know if that's comforting, but it's just the truth. Things have always been uncertain and we're never promised more than today. But one thing I know for sure is that each day brings with it new opportunities to grow our businesses if we are willing to take them. If you've been struggling with how to keep your business thriving these days, then this episode is for you. Is it your goal to become the go-to birth photographer in your area? Well, I have photographed over 120 births and I've taught hundreds of photographers how to confidently photograph birth. And I know you might be thinking like, I need to learn birth photography in person. I can't learn virtually. Or maybe you're thinking like, can I even do birth photography right now? Well, I have a training that is available instantly for Netflix style binging. I'm sharing my six step framework to confidently photograph birth and how to thrive as a birth photographer during COVID. And like I said, this training is available instantly. If you want to learn this, head over to taviaredburn.com slash training. That's T-A-V-I-A-R-E-D-B-U-R-N.com slash training. So looking back at the COVID episodes that I've done about the podcast, I realized that I have done four specifically around COVID and running a photography business since the podcast started about a year and a half ago. And I know that this topic is still top of mind for a lot of you, especially depending on where you live. So I thought it'd be fun to sort of recap some of the things that we talked about in previous COVID episodes and kind of discuss how or if it is still relevant today, right? Because it's changing so fast. Everything is different. Um, when we, when you listen back to some of these episodes, you realize 
maybe how optimistic I was in the beginning that it would be short lived and just like, and even some of the stuff and how it's still applicable here today. So I want to start with episode four, which was titled Four Ways to Create Your COVID Comeback. And this was recorded, I believe, in June of 2020. So June of 2020, I'm talking about how to create your COVID comeback. But I shared these affirming facts for birth photographers, and I want to revisit that here with you today. So if you're a birth photographer, there's a few things I wanted to remind you of and sort of affirm into your soul. And you can write them down if you need to read them. Sometimes I write things on post-its and put them around my house just to remind myself of these things. First of all, and this is for everybody, there are lots of people still employed and lots of people spending money. Have you bought anything in the last week or two just because, just because you wanted it? It wasn't essential for life. You just were like, I wanted that. Like I bought a um, UV light to do my nails at home because obviously I can't get my nails done right now. I didn't need that. It was like 40 bucks. And I was like, I want that. So have you bought anything that you don't have to have, but that you wanted? That's just case in point that there's people out there still spending money. Also, your potential client's financial situation is not your financial situation. And that is a huge one that we need to remember. And I talked about that in episode two. Your client's financial situation is not your financial situation. Also, for birth photographers, there's about to be a baby boom. And are you ready for it? Is your business ready for it? Come December, January, these families that have been stuck at home are going to start having babies. Is your business ready for it? And despite the hospital situation, which I do believe will allow us back in sooner than later, women are still having home births and birth center births that you can photograph. So I hope that those facts sort of like affirm the fact that um, you can still be in business right now and you can still photograph births at home. And, you know, I don't know where you live or what the stipulations are, but likely you can still photograph home births and birth center births, if not this day in the next few weeks. So simply stated, make a best case scenario plan, plan A, then make a plan B, then make a plan C because your services are valuable and people still want them. This is why you make plan A, B, C, A, B, and C and communicate that to your clients. Let them know, hey, here's my best case scenario. We don't know what's going to happen. So let's just, let's just lay this out. Best case scenario is A. Second case scenario is B. If that doesn't work, we're going to go to plan C and communicate that to your clients. That's taking control of situations and acting on facts, taking action based on facts. Stay away from people and pages and groups that make you feel fearful. I'm not saying bury your head in the sand. Like I said in episode two, I'm not saying plug your ears and don't pay attention to what's going on. Stay informed without being fearful. Understand the difference between living in fear and being naive. There's a way to get information without being naive. There's a way to get information without living in fear. The backup plan scenarios that I talked about in this clip are 100% what I would recommend continuing to do because we still don't know when things will change one way or the other, whether they're open or closed more. And so the best way to keep booking clients is to make that best case scenario, then a plan B, then a plan C. So what we have continued to do is 
offer birth photography with a coming home session as a backup plan. Or maybe you could offer birth photography and if you can't get into their hospital or something happens to where you can't attend their birth, you're giving them a newborn session credit. Um, Something along those lines to where you have your plan A, but you also make a plan B and a plan C so that you can continue to market yourself and put yourself out there and book clients. I recorded the next episode in the summer of 2020 and I'm sure that you remember too, those three months in the into the pandemic felt like three years. Like it felt like we had lived through a lifetime in three months. And I also love how in the title of this episode, I used past tense, the word learned, like five lessons learned through the pandemic as if it was somehow over or soon would be. And I think that we all kind of thought it would be. Um, but there are still a lot of relevant bits from this episode. And my favorite part, is this that I'm sharing with you here talking about your mental health. The fourth thing, the fourth lesson that I learned through the pandemic is to put your oxygen mask on first. I have to protect myself. I have to protect my mind and my body. I have to stop watching the news or reading the news and spend less time on social media in general because my mental health matters and so does yours. I pretty quickly was able to step out of my funk of the unknown of the pandemic and start taking action, serving my students and my clients pretty quickly. And that's because I have years of training myself of the importance of my focus and my mindset when things are difficult. So I was able to refocus on the basics in my life that were essential for optimal function, like my faith, praying, having quiet time, moving my body, staying hydrated, sleeping. Like I had a tiny bit of time. Um, And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just letting you know that um, because of the work that I've done mentally for myself over the last several years, like I just said, I was able to snap out of that um, pretty quickly, which then allowed me to serve and serve my students, serve my clients well, instead of just like holding up for weeks and like wanting to bury my head in the sand, um, which is totally understandable. But when we can train ourselves to focus on the positive, focus on the action and focus on the right things, the the things that are optimal for function, like I just said, um, hydrating, sleeping, moving your body 30 minutes a day, praying your faith, all that stuff is putting your oxygen mask on first. And to allow yourself to have an off day or week, like that's part of it, right? Like that's part of putting your oxygen mask on first is like, you know what? I'm This is a difficult time. I'm having a difficult day. I'm going to close my laptop and spend the rest of the day doing something fun. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. But It's okay to grieve what you expected that time of year to be when you planned it back in December. It's okay to be kind to yourself and give yourself grace and others grace. There were full days or sometimes several days where I got almost nothing done at home or in my business or at all. Like I would work a few hours and then I would need a couple days off. It was just like my mind was exhausted. And that is very strange for me, you guys. I was like, okay, this is a big deal because I love working. And I've shared that with you guys before, like could easily turn into a workaholic because I love what I do, but I would work for a couple of hours and I had to force myself to do it. And I would be exhausted for hours and days later. So I'm going to be real with y'all again. This is just real time talk on this episode. 
Um, I actually called my doctor a few weeks into COVID because I had this pain in my chest for days, maybe even weeks. I can't recall how long it was now um, that would not let up. Like it wasn't just like, oh, it happens in the morning. It was like literally all day, every day. I felt really short of breath often in that time as well. And that was pretty scary. Like that was pretty scary for me. And I realized like, I have to take care of myself. I have to put my oxygen mask on first, um, and deal with the anxiety that really was underlying because I knew mentally what I had to do, but my mind was also feeling the stress of everything that was happening in the world. So we talked about this a little bit, but just some things that I was doing to help Um, deal with anxiety. And this is also like ties in with putting your oxygen mask on first is exercise, essential oils and vitamins, um, meditation, comedy videos, and like memes and stand up comedy and dadgum TikTok, (laughs) y'all like just sitting around and laughing and watching silly things. That was really helpful for me. Uplifting worship and music, like just sitting and listening to that uplifting music was so helpful doing puzzles or other activities that made me focus on one thing and do only one thing that's fun. That was really helpful because it like forced my attention on that fun thing. Get in the car and drive. I know when we were in quarantine, especially, and I know some of you in different parts of the world are still in quarantine. Um, just being outside was so helpful, like walking around the neighborhood, getting in the car and driving, like seeing other people in their cars. It's just like, it felt normal. And so that was really helpful for me as well. Um, I would go to a nearby lake and look at water. I love water. I love the beach. Um, and so we don't have beaches in Oklahoma we have lakes. And so I would go to lake and look at the water and social media and news station detox. Like when I'm feeling anxious, the last thing I need to do is get on social media or flip on the news. Like I never watch the news anyway, but sometimes you have it shoved in your face when you're on social media. So those were some things that I did to help with my anxiety. And those were ways that I was actively putting my oxygen mask on first. Um, So I already had a deep sense of gratitude in a lot of ways coming into this, but that's another way that I was able to take care of myself um, because being quarantined really allowed me to be genuinely grateful for the small things that I never thought about, like eating at a restaurant or like the option to take my laptop and work at a coffee shop every single day this week, I've taken my laptop to a coffee shop and worked, And I didn't used to be able to do that. And once that was taken away from me, I realized how much I valued that. Like seeing my parents, we didn't see my parents for a month and we're used to seeing them multiple times a week, um, going to concerts, theme parks, hugging my friends, my health, like all of those things that I took for granted before I suddenly became very, very grateful for. So that was kind of a long point, but I think it's really important. Um, the whole putting your oxygen mask on first. So since learning this lesson, here's how I'm going to make adjustments for the future. Rest is not a reward. It is a requirement. So every day when I write down my big three, which are the, the three things I have to get done that day, if nothing else gets done, those things get done. When I do that, I'm also going to ask myself, how am I going to rest today? which is really hard for Enneagram threes, you guys. 
If you're like an achiever, Enneagram 3, like I am, resting feels like you're being lazy. Like it really feels like um, it's not what we want to do. It's the opposite of what we want to do. But I am going to learn this lesson that rest is not a reward. It's a requirement. And I'm going to ask myself, how am I going to rest today? Today. So that was actually pretty hard for me to listen back to. It's been over a year since that was recorded, and I honestly forgot a lot of those feelings already. I forgot about the chest pain. I forgot about the anxiety. I forgot about forcing myself to rest and feeling exhausted after only working for an hour or two, which is very, very strange for me. Like I said in the clip, I love working to have to pry myself away from the computer. And I forgot what it was like, like already, and not being able to go to restaurants or hug my friends or see my parents for an entire month. And listening to it makes me even more grateful for those things today. You probably felt similarly when you were listening to it. So the big takeaway for this one here for me is to continue to prioritize my mental health and listen to my body. Like if I'm especially tired or anxious, why? And to continue to prioritize rest. I also kind of love that that was a little bit of a journal for me. Um, I didn't realize I was doing it at the time, but I really was kind of chronicling, chronicling, chronicling. (laughs) I was recording my life, whether or not I realized it at the time. And so I think it's so powerful to do that, whether it's an audio form like this or something like journaling for you to look back on and like remember those lessons because nine times out of 10, they're applicable no matter what is going on in your life. So if you're not journaling or doing something like that, I highly, highly recommend it for that reason. Okay, so the next episode was recorded this last January, January 2021, so about 10 months ago. And I think at that time, we all started to realize like this isn't going away anytime soon. It had been almost a year at that point. So in this episode, I talked about how to keep booking photography clients in the pandemic. And as always, when things get crazy, go back to basics. When you strip away everything going on right now, we have to go back to what works. So I want you to ask yourself, what worked well pre-COVID to book clients? I know it's a different world, but ask yourself, what worked well pre-COVID to find clients? What marketing tactics or strategies or systems brought in your clients? Where did they find you? Why did they hire you? And how can you do more of that? Don't skip by those questions too quickly. It might be like, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really sit down and ask yourself those questions. What marketing strategies brought in your clients? Where did they find you? Why did they hire you? And then once you have those answers, look at how can you do more of that? Unfortunately, what I'm seeing from photographers who are struggling right now is they're assuming People don't want to book a photographer right now due to COVID. So they stop trying to get clients all together. Or even if they are actively marketing themselves, in the back of their minds, they're thinking, who's even going to hire me right now with everything that's going on? So you're like typing a social media post, writing a caption, but also thinking like, yeah, but people aren't going to hire me. And you know what? People can feel that energy through the computer, through your captions, through the email you're sending, through you updating your website, they can feel your energy of like, yeah, but who's going to hire me right now? So the struggling photographer's mind is focused on what's been taken away from them. 
and quote how terrible things are right now. Compound this with scrolling social media and keeping the news station on daily. And it's no wonder the struggling photographer is freaking out (laughs) and can't seem to book any clients. This causes a downward spiral effect where they don't want to do anything in their business because why even bother, right? So my friend, I'm here to remind you, pandemic or not, your life will be a result of your thoughts and your focus. I'm going to say that again. It's really important. Pandemic or not, your life will be a result of your thoughts and your focus. I love this quote from Napoleon Hill that says, focus on the possibilities for success, not on the potential for failure. Focus on the possibilities for success, not the potential for failure. I know it's so easy to go into thinking about what could go wrong, but instead, what if you flipped that habit of thinking of what could go wrong and you changed it to, but what could go right? Friend, I know things can feel chaotic and crazy sometimes in this world that we are living in, but the simple truth is babies are being born and moms still want birth and baby photography. Remember also that your client's financial situation is not your financial situation. So if things feel challenging and hard for you, it doesn't mean that that's true for every single family in your area. I would encourage you to turn off the news and focus on the positives because you have totally got this. Just take it one day at a time and remember to take care of yourself first. We're going to link the full episodes to everything that we mentioned here in the show today so that you can go back and listen if you would like. It was episodes 2, 4, 13, and 30, and those will be linked in the show notes. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you get the fresh new episode delivered automatically every single week. And thank you so much for leaving the show a review on iTunes. If you need help doing that, head over to thebeautyandbirth.net slash podcast. I read each and every review and it helps the show reach more people. And my friend, if you have a passion, even if your passion is in the middle of a pandemic, it's not an accident because not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, I hope that you will get out there and make it happen. Have a great week.